We have an absurdly busy day in college basketball. Just a heads up, we have four region previews coming for you later today as well. But Archie Miller has been fired at Indiana after four years. This is highly significant news with many potential interesting ripple effects. Parrish and I dropped everything to make sure we got this to you as soon as possible. Emergency pod, Monday after Selection Sunday. We're diving in right now. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Monday, March 15, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me in big news out of Bloomington. Archie Miller has been fired by Indiana after four seasons. Dead leg, your thoughts? We didn't need this on the Monday after Selection Sunday. If you want my honest thought, I didn't need this right now. I don't know. I just. I'm I think I'm up. more frustrated by this than Archie Miller. <laughs> at, least, at, least, at least he got ten million dollars. I had, I had to do an extra podcast. That's my exact thought. That's my exact thought. Who is more stressed right now? You, me, or Archie Miller? It ain't Archie. I, it's not Archie. Like we we can debate you and I one and two, but Archie's third clearly. He got ten million dollars to do nothing today. Oh I got I got slightly less than that to do a lot. Congratulations to India and the fans that wanted this done. Uh, I did not think this was happening. I, I I didn't put it at zero percent, but I didn't think it was happening. So this is going to be paid entirely by boosters, and this does speak to you know the urgency and craving of this Indiana job and that fan base and how they are. You know, it's just kind of interesting how this this this. The job is better than the program, and those things keep getting further apart. And it feels like the person they hire to replace Archie Miller, whoever that might be, you got to get it right with this one. Otherwise, you're getting dangerously close to Tennessee football territory, in my opinion here. So was it the right move to fire Archie Miller? I honestly can't say that it 100% is. Indiana fans listening to this might have just thrown their phone across the room. I get you, and GP's going to lay out the stats. I'm not saying it was the wrong move for sure. I'm just saying next year, if he had been able to turn it around, it's it wasn't completely irreversible in my opinion. There are Indiana fans that will never agree with that, and I hear you, and you're entitled to that opinion. This is an outcome that nobody saw coming. In terms of when he was hired, universal praise across the board. This at worst was going to be, you know, six years, couple tournament appearances. It wasn't that. Now, two things according to separate sources that I got. Uh, one on Monday. The first one I got Monday was I was told Archie Miller uh, felt good going into his weekend meeting with administrators and then still had reason to believe that he should be okay once that was done. Nope. That wasn't the case. Boosters did their thing behind the scenes, make sure they're going to pay him out. And so uh, I don't know if you know the rug got pulled out from under him on Monday when this happened. But this was, I, I can tell you, according to a fairly well-connected source, Archie Miller did not think that his firing was imminent on Monday, say, Saturday night. The other thing that I got, and I did get this last week from a separate source, Indiana just informally, and this is not uncommon, but... Indiana was just tapping the shoulder of a few coaches, you know, coaches in the NCAA tournament saying, if we had an opening, 
what would your interest be? So that has also been happening. But to be honest, that sometimes happens with jobs that do not open. It just so happens here. It's Indiana and it did open. What are your thoughts, Parrish? Well, first, you're exactly right. Yeah, I tweeted this earlier. Of, of recent hires, like, I, I don't know, past five years, past 10 years, maybe past 20, I don't know. The, the I, If you're trying to put a list together of things that look like a sure thing and then just didn't go well, this is right at the top. It, 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 it's certainly near the top if it's not at the top, and it might be at the top. I, I've told this story before, but, you know, I was on with the, the guys from uh, Assembly Call right after Archie got hired. It's an Indiana-centric podcast. And I was asked, like, so if Archie Miller doesn't work out, what, what would that look like? What would be the reason? And I was, like, genuinely stumped. I was like, I don't know. I never even really thought about that. It doesn't even seem possible to me. Because you got to remember, Archie was coming off four straight NCAA tournaments at Dayton. How about that? Four straight NCAA tournaments at Dayton, got the Indiana job, never went to the NCAA tournament. Although, in fairness, he would have gone last season if we had one. Dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. He went to an Elite Eight, um, round of 32, and then round of 64, round of 64. Four straight tournaments. In his last four years at Dayton, 26 wins, 27 wins, 25 wins, 24 wins. The idea that this didn't go well is super shocking to me. But undeniably... It didn't go well. He finished tied for six in the Big Ten in his first season, then ninth, then tied for 10th last season, tied for 10th this season. 33 and 43 in the Big Ten. Like, that should never happen at, at Indiana. And so I'm with you. I, I'm a little surprised this happened. And I'm not sure it's the smartest thing in the world. But if you just got a bunch of rich people who got money to throw around, and they want a new basketball coach, then then this is this is what they get. Um, it, it does it does suggest to me that some of the power brokers at Indiana had just enough is enough. Like we 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 don't know if we can find somebody who will do better for sure, but we're going to find somebody new. Like it, it seems pretty clear that they were just done. And the Indiana fans in my mentions seem to suggest that they were just done with this. Like and. A little bit, honestly, like they just got done with Tom Crean. Mm-hmm. Like I did have somebody text me right after this went, went, you know, became official, and they said if we would have had an NCAA tournament last season, and Archie was in it because he would have been, then mm-hmm. is he okay today? Because he would have just been in the NCAA tournament last season. And I said, dude, Tom Crean won an outright Big Ten title the year before he got fired. Went to the Sweet Sixteen the year before he got fired. At Indiana, the 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 tolerance for uh, for failing to meet historical expectations is very very small, and that's why Archie Miller is out after four years, and now they'll try to find somebody who can bring that program back to where I'm not sure if it's true where it ought to be, but certainly where. It has been and where fans expect it to be. Indiana's past five coaches are Bob Knight, Mike Davis, uh, Kelvin Sampson, Tom Crean, Archie Miller. Let me say that again. Bob Knight, Mike Davis, Kelvin Sampson, Tom Crean, Archie Miller. What do all those five have in common? They all ended terribly. 
they did not end well. And often, you know, when coaching splits happen, it doesn't end well. But, you know, Bob Knight really didn't end well. Mike Davis, that was messy. Kelvin Sampson, NCAA stuff. Tom Crean, it got grossly, uh, you know, toxic between the fan base and Crean. And now you have Archie Miller where it's just a quick whoosh, four years, you're done. Here were his Big Ten marks, 99, 8-12, and 9-11, 7-12. You have the best season in Big Ten history. Nine teams going to an NCAA tournament in the state of Indiana with tournament games in your building. And Indiana's not in the NCAA tournament. To me, there are many aggravating factors. That one in particular probably was a straw that broke the camel's back. Great league. Tournament's right here in our own state. Indiana's not even involved here. Um, I hear you. Can I ask you candidates that make the most sense? I've got five guys in mind. One of them uh, that you have, I don't have on my list. But who, let's just go off the cuff here. Because this is this is what we have to do. A job opens. Who we, who we, who should Indiana call? You know, who should they tap? Who's well, uh, obviously Scott Drew is, yes. is going to be on anybody's list. Uh, if you're putting together candidates for Indiana, he's, yes. you know, he, he's got all of these Indiana connections. Um, I, I, like I've said on a previous podcast, I never tell another person what to do with their career. I have made career choices that probably wouldn't line up with what other people would do, but they made sense for me. They made sense for my family. And this is a perspective that I didn't have when I was younger. I thought when I was younger, I thought I knew what everybody should do. Oh, you'd be stupid not to take that job. Oh, you'd be crazy to take this job. Oh, if you don't enter the NBA draft, you're insane. You know, if you don't stay in school, you're making a mistake. Now I've sort of reached the point where different things matter to different people. And, you know, I still live in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, my, my job would be a lot easier uh, or at least convenient if I lived in New York City or the surrounding areas. You know, in non-pandemic years, I'm on a plane nonstop, you know, like just dying. But, you know, living at home matters to me. My, I'm from there. My wife's from there. Like, the, these things matter to me. I say all that to say this. Um, I don't know what matters to Scott as it relates to that kind of stuff. If, if it's always been his dream to be the coach of the Hoosiers, go do it. If, if, it, if it's a dream to get back closer to his roots, I understand. He can do whatever he wants to do, and whatever he does, he's going to be paid brilliantly you know, to do it. But if you take that and set it to the side, man, it just seems like you're asking, you're inviting stress into your life that doesn't exist right now. He's got a made of Baylor. He's shown that he can build a national power there. He can win a national championship there. He's got a team good enough to do it this season. He's been ranked number one in the country. It's going to be Scott Drew Court someday. You go to Indiana, and it, it's just a whole nother deal. At, at Baylor, he is under almost no pressure. At Indiana, it is a pressure cooker. And I just don't know if you would want to invite that into your life when your life is so good as it is right now. But he, but undeniably, he will get a phone call. Let me get your thoughts on that. I don't really have much to add there. I, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be number one on their list, but he will definitely be top three because of his history and family coming from there. And they are, if he is number one, they're going to make it very hard for him to say no. And he might say no um, 
Baylor's a private school with yes a bazillion true. dollars. Uh, you you can't buy Sky Drew. That's you can you can you can take him. You can lure him. Yeah, but you won't buy him. This yeah. isn't a situation where he's got to do it for the money. That's right. Baylor can pay him whatever they want. That's right. Let me throw a few names at you here. Uh, these are in no order. Hot names, names that make sense. Uh, Nate Oates, he just signed a new deal. Expensive, but one that Indiana fans will want to take a look at. You see what he's done at Alabama in two years. You're damn right that's going to get attention there. And by by the way, you know, listen, sign contracts whenever you want, but like when you are as hot as he is I know. with this team, I don't I, I don't know. know if I – I might have told my AD, let's just hold off on that extension until, I don't know, uh, June. I know. Hey, by the way, story behind the story with all this stuff is like you've got the tournament about to set, set to happen, and like what happens in this tournament for right or wrong can wind up lead. Like you know, if Nato takes Alabama to the Final Four and Indiana hasn't been hasn't been filled yet, oh my goodness. In that vein as well, uh, he wouldn't be top three or four. But if Porter Moser upsets Illinois and gets to the Sweet Sixteen with Loyola Chicago. He is most certainly going to get an interview. I don't see how that would not happen there. So Porter Moser would make a would be a name that makes sense. Um, you know, this is outside the box, uh, but Mike Boynton as a situation in Oklahoma State where they might have a postseason ban next year. What? Let's say he and Kate Cunningham make the Elite Eight, you know? He's done well at Oklahoma State inheriting for Brad Underwood. Brad Underwood went from the Big 12 to the Big 10. Might be a name worth considering. And then a couple more. John Beeline, he's older. You're not going to have him for 10, 12 years. Done it in the Big 10. Do you put in the call to John Beeline? Is that worth it? And another one that springs to mind, it's kind of sneaky here, Chris Beard. You know, Indiana going down to Texas Tech. Chris Beard actually coaches in Assembly Hall in the NCAA tournament this week, weirdly enough. Worked with Bob Knight. Worked with Bob Knight, you're absolutely right. And um, I don't know if it'll be any of these guys, but, you know, this news breaks, I got to hop on HQ. Then we immediately do this podcast. So I haven't made any calls or texts on any of this stuff yet. This is just me vamping off the top of my head. But I wanted to give you a few names of of people that I would be decently confident with many of them, if not all of them, that Indiana will be reaching out to their representatives to gauge interest and see about uh, potential interviews. Because of the timing of all of this, I would not expect... Indiana to close anytime soon. They will do a search. They will have to wait on NCAA tournament results. Uh, any candidates that are coaching their teams at good programs, highly seated programs, won't take those interviews, obviously, until after the season's over. So this is something that will kind of exist and, and be in the backdrop of the tournament for the next couple of weeks. Well, by the way, like we don't have to make a long list for this. This is Indiana. This is the type of place where you can take somebody else's coach. And, and and if we're if we're calling John Beeline a legitimate candidate, and he obviously should be, then that's the floor. You don't go past him. John Beeline's not turning down Indiana at sixty eight years old. I don't think so. Right, I, so that's the floor. Yeah. So like we don't have to go like so you can rank your candidates. I'm not necessarily asking you to. I don't know if you're ready to, mm-hmm. but like wherever you have John Beeline, just stop the list because that's the if you want him, he's your coach. He's unemployed talking on the Big Ten Network, for crying out loud. You don't think John Beeline is anxious to get back into coaching? A lot of intriguing candidates here. That's I, I, I'm not ready to rank them or anything like that, but you better get it right, Indiana. You know, well, I'm here's not, what I'm saying. Like, If you want to pick up the phone and call, and, and you can do this in any order, but if you want to call Scott Drew, and if that's who you want, then you hired him when we're done. If you want to call Nate Oates and, and – I, I, let me clarify. If if Scott Drew wants your job and you want him, then you're done. If you want Nate Oates and he wants your job, 
you're done. If you want Chris Beard and he wants your job, you're done. But if, if, if you want those three in that order or any order and they all say, you know what, I'm good where I'm at, and you get to John Beeline, then you're done. There's no scenario where John Beeline turns down Indiana, I don't think. And so the, you know, hiring somebody who is currently unemployed is much easier and less expensive, and you don't have to wait than hiring somebody who's about to coach a high seed in the NCAA tournament. The other, the other name that's popping around on Twitter, and I love it. I don't know if it would happen. Don't say you're not. I want to pride this podcast on not saying one specific name. So please don't say that name. Rick Patino. Oh, okay. No, that's not the name. Um, that's. Oh no, we're not doing the other. No, that, we're not, no, we're not, not even saying Indiana. it. We're not even saying it. Um, Patino. <laughs> I I want Rick Patino. Like, if you leave it up to me, I want Rick Patino to coach Indiana. It is the best. It's the best. Oh my gosh. It's the best. There's nothing better. What if Rick Patino? Upsets Alabama, takes NATO out of consideration for the Indiana job, and in the process makes himself a leading candidate for the. <laughs> Rick Pino don't have to do anything to become the leading candidate. You just I have know, to have you know the stomach. I mean. You know, you just I mean. have to have the stomach to hire Rick Pitino, and then you, dude, Indiana, like, like you can Indiana do whatever you want to do. There are lots of great candidates for you. If you want to just, if you, dude, the other thing is like geographically it's close to Louisville close to Kentucky he would have coached three of the seven or eight greatest programs ever that I, I put this at one percent but it would it be incredible of course it would be incredible of course it would be my favorite thing it would be like Rick Patino walking around at Peach Jam in a red sweater it would be my favorite thing and and when you tweet this like I tweeted it you immediately get pushback like it's unsurprising everybody's got their jokes I'm just telling you this. If you don't want to hire Rick Patino, that's fine. I understand. You don't have to convince me. I get it. But there is nothing that the NCAA has ever formally accused Rick Patino of that makes him unhirable, given the other people who are currently coaching high major college basketball. The uh, Rick Patino has had, let's just be honest, and I say this as somebody who likes Rick a lot, like really likes Rick Patino. He's had some personal failings. He's had some professional failings. I do think it was time for Louisville to move on, given that you can't let that much stuff happen on his watch and just continue to operate as normal. I get it. There is nothing Rick Patino has been formally accused of specifically that makes him unhirable. If you wanted to do it, yeah, you'd take a round of, of, of uh, hits from people who don't actually cover college basketball. They just, you know, parachute in, bomb you, and then they get out if it's possible to bomb with a parachute. But then you have Rick Patino as your coach, and he's amazing. He is one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, and you can make a case that he's the greatest college basketball coach of all time. And I know he's 68 years old, but, like, probably the youngest 68-year-old I know. He doesn't sound 68. He doesn't sound old. When you talk to Rick, he doesn't sound old. I, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying I would love it, and I would definitely consider it. It's going to get really interesting in Bloomington. Basketball, coaching search, tournament results influencing all of this. Indiana fans just overjoyed today, and then 
getting rabid over who the next coach might be. I know this is a very happy day for a lot of IU fans. Uh, I get that. Um, and I'm not even saying it was the wrong decision. Uh, but this just goes to show you the power of that program of boosters. And I will credit IU on this. If, you know, the schools that want to be good, they make it happen. They are willing to basically do almost anything in a cutthroat kind of way. You see this a lot in college football, and you see it to a certain extent in college basketball, and IU uh, is demanding that it remain, you know, at the big boy table uh, in the lunchroom here. So we'll see who they can get. You do this, it tells me behind the scenes, Indiana is really confident. It's got a one, two, three option that it can get. And in doing that, it would hire a significant coach that would be, you know, praised to the level just about where Archie was just four years ago. And onward we go. We got to get the hell out of here. On the night that ESPN, possibly inaccurately, reported that Sean Miller was on a wiretap talking about paying DeAndre Ayton, what kind of odds could you got on Sean Miller outlasting Archie Miller? I mean, a thousand to one? More. Crazy. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry M.F. and Teagle, legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys for listening once again to the Ion College Basketball Podcast in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. It's too much, man. It's just been too much. Variants? It's just too much. I'm fully vaccinated, but still just it's too much. If you enjoy the podcast, please go subscribe. Anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again real soon. I mean, like, who knows? Could be 20 minutes from now. Until then, take care.